that snore. The demon might be you. The only way because oh. I could, I could. Oh. The Greenway Outdoors is brought to you by Ram Trucks, built to serve. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, your adventure starts here. Savage Arms, better comes standard. Nosler Ammunition, world's finest bullets, ammunition, and brass. Boss Shot Shells, superior made and American made. Carlson's Choke Tubes, the only choke tube we've ever purchased. Onyx Hunt, know where you stand. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Green Bay Outdoors podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm AJ. I'm Jeff. I'm Ryan. And I had a bad night. <laughs> <laughs> I, so let's hear all about it. First of all, he's well, scared, bro. Yeah. He, he walked, came in. He walked off the balcony. He, he came in white as a ghost. No, I, I did have a rough night. I, I have not genuinely as an adult been scared in a very long time. Like not much scares me now, you know, as far as like physical things nothing does but not much <laughs> nothing, nothing scares me no because i'll just shoot him oh, <laughs> okay. uh, the only thing to fear is nothing <laughs> Jeez. so i had a dream last night i've never had this happen but i i had a dream where i like woke up still couldn't move there i'm telling stories like jeff so that's a little piece of it sleep paralysis <laughs> okay so the dream goes like this i'm at my childhood church where my parents still go and everything holy cross Dr- dream be- to dream- be clear dream beginning yeah here we go this is the dream yeah i'm in the dream so i slept at the church last night i don't know why i had a bad dream uh no so i'm i'm in the church basement which is like where the youth group would go and one of the guys that always helped with the youth group his name is uncle mark everyone called him uncle mark and super nice guy really Wasn't great Everybody's uncle was well he actually was some so he's in he's the youth like group's a, uncle and then everyone just said uncle so he's a nice everyone's uncle he's not the creepy everyone's uncle he's the nice version okay, yes nice. he's very helpful and he'd be there just for to you. clarify yeah <laughs> I thought that, in that, case he's listening i don't want him to think we're calling him creepy well he didn't do well in my dream i'll tell you that oh no uh, so he was there with his wife but it wasn't really aunt cindy it was somebody else that was way older it was like an old lady that i felt like i knew for whatever reason i thought she was his wife in the thing but she didn't look anything like her anyhow it doesn't have to make sense so we were down there and they said to me they go we had it was established that we had just got done singing during the church service and they were upset about it for whatever reason and they go well um jeffrey said that you wrote that song which it, you know we're pretty upset about it but you know it is what it is and i go i didn't write that song they go he said you did I go, I didn't. They go, then you can't leave. That lion son of a... <laughs> no, no, they go, you can't leave. And in the dream, I was like, oh, Jeff was trying to protect me. God bless you. Um, and By I was, telling him you wrote a song? Yeah, it doesn't have to... It doesn't make sense. I'm just telling you what happened. So I go, okay. Well, they had said, well, if you if you didn't write the song, then you can't leave because now you know what wrote it. And that was like the, the premise of what they were saying. And I was like, what do you mean I can't leave? And they ended up getting kind of mean with me in the church basement. I was like, I can leave anytime I want. They go, I'm telling you now, now you can't leave. And it was all because in my head I knew because of something hidden inside this song that was bad or something like that. So I'm like, well, I'm leaving. And I go to leave and they go to stop me. And I the way when they turned to come after me because we were like in the kitchen that was down there. And then I was like going out the back door. With the way they turned, I could, like, see through them, and I realized there was a demon in each one of them. So it wasn't really them. It was a demon inside their body or whatever. So I go, I'm leaving. And they go, you can't leave. And they kind of said it, like, laughing. So I go running out the door, and uh, I left this out. But in the dream, I was looking up at them, which would mean because I think I'm taller than both of them. Um, I was a kid still. And in the dream, I, oh, felt, okay. I felt like a kid. Okay. So I was running, and I was like, what do you do when you're a kid? <laughs> I go, Dad. Because <laughs> I'm like, he's going, you, my dad going to whoop you on demon or not. So I scream dad and I'm like yelling dad and they kind of laugh at me. And I realize I'm not running anymore. Like I feel sluggish and I'm like, dad. And my voice stops and they go, we said you can't leave. <laughs> and, I, and, uh, and I'm like, I like wake up. So I'm laying in my bed and I didn't quite wake up though. I'm looking next to me and there's a table with blood on it. And then I look in the bathroom and I'm only because I because there's like you can see 
like through the hallway, you can kind of see the bathroom, and there's a demon in there that looked like the one inside the body. At your apartment right yes. now? Yes. Whoa. And I see just the face, like the side of it, because I can only see like half, because part of it's blocked or whatever, and he's staring at me. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh it's still happening. So I'm like, I'm like, you're, you're wake yourself up then, but you can see still, you're here. And I basically did that. I like blinked myself awake. The weird thing was though, it like went away, but then like I blinked and closed my eyes and opened them again. And I kind of still still <laughs> saw like a, it. Yeah, I still kind yeah. of that's worse. <laughs> I still kind of saw it, and then I was like a little freaked out. So I, I turned on TV, <laughs> and I like haven't been scared in a very long time. I turned on the TV, turned on the light in the other bathroom that's in my master bedroom. Whoa! And uh, um, I went pee and stuff, and then laid back down. And I was like. I was super sweaty when I woke up, like really hot, which is for whatever reason, I randomly get very warm in the middle of the night in my mm. ap- apartment. I don't know why that is apartment. Um, <laughs> so I'm laying in bed then. I go, I, probably an hour and a half goes by. I listen to like uh, motivational speeches and David Goggins and whatever else, a little TikTok. Anything you know. to get these demons away. Right. So then I'm like, okay, I'm good. I fall back asleep. I immediately get thrust back into another dream. And I, I don't even have vivid dreams that often, so I'm like, son of a gun. So I'm at the know, problem. Your, your dreams are pretty detailed, so. But when well, I have them, right. when, I, the, when I do have, but right. you hear about every one of them, so it's like once every three months you're getting a story, but that's, that's not actually that the often. The problem is he's a very detailed storyteller, so when he does remember his dream, he remembers every <laughs> aspect of it. And most of it is irrelevant because it's a dream and it doesn't matter, but he remembers <laughs> it, and he's going to tell you every little bit about it. Moving on. So the next phase I'm immediately thrust into some apartment complex that's kind of run down, but in it is like, it reminded me of my sister's actual dorm room area where it was like, there was like a big common area and then there was like rooms that went off of it. And one of the rooms happened to be Ryan and Jenna's and it was some wedding celebration thing for like pre-wedding BS or after wedding BS. I didn't really gather which, but. Well, they had a room together, so it'd be after wedding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kind of actually. So I go into this. You guys weren't there, and I knew you weren't there, and I'm like, I don't know. I didn't know anybody, which is strange because I actually know everybody. I didn't know a person, and they were all kind of standoffish and weird to me and, like, weren't very nice to me and stuff. I was like, this kind of sucks. So then, like, as the party goes on, everyone's going into the common area, and Ryan and Jenna are going to be coming out there soon, but they're not there right now. They're going to be coming out to whatever we're going to do. There's, like, this big screen, and on the screen – you like face it and you have a microphone and they're like people kind of like when you go to a wedding and they're like, hey, you know, Grandpa Joe is like, you don't remember what happens tonight. You know, like they do like in the Jeez. wedding videos and yeah, stuff, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Well, it's kind of like that. So everyone was like recording stuff. I'm like, oh, this will be funny. So I like start saying like the funniest jokes I've ever heard. And everyone's like offended. And they're like, you can't say that. Jenna's going to be so mad. I'm like, Ryan's going to laugh. If AJ and Jeff are going to hear, we're going to laugh. And they go like this. And I start, I'm like talking about it and stuff. And my voice goes away again. In the audience, our Uncle Mark and that lady, and they go, We said you're done talking. And, and I woke up again. Now it's like 5 30. But dude, when they said it, we go, We told you you're done talking. Like it was like you heard it, but you, they weren't saying anything. But they were able to tell me okay. in my head. Oh, okay. And I woke up. And that freaking freaked me out too they freaked me out i'm gonna be honest i woke up normal that time it, that reminds yeah. me of the dream you had where you're at Lionsgate and you wake up and then there's that dark figure there standing right next to you and you're like hey hey because you thought it was real yeah no that was no that was my uh that was my first uh condo that wasn't at Lionsgate. that was at my first condo that was the weirdest story too i again i haven't had very many of these but i was not asleep yeah, I was playing the... on my phone, and then I like set it down, and I maybe drifted, but I didn't feel like I had even remotely fallen asleep. Yeah, and I look up, and there's a figure standing over me, and I got no feeling about this whatsoever. Where I was like, "That's a bad presence," <laughs> but this thing's standing over me, and it's getting ready to touch me. It's like a glowing, bluish figure that's going to touch me. I go. Hey, hey, like, and it notices me and disappears. But I'm like, I can see you, man. Like, you can't be doing that up in here. Dude, that one, I slept downstairs for like a week. The weirdest thing, before that first dream, real chill, you know, you got home after a long day's work, 
sitting there playing on his phone, listening to Hotel California, falls mm-hmm. asleep, and then boom, has this dream. He can check out any time he wants, but he, he's not allowed to leave. <laughs> what other songs are you listening to? <laughs> yeah. White Wedding. <laughs> White Wedding. <laughs> I think he's been watching too much sci-fi. Could be. I haven't been watching anything. I haven't anything. had bad dreams in a while. You haven't been watching anything? I've been at this office until midnight every night for the last Yeah, four but days. you still consume, like, the Walking Dead and Manifest content. Like, last week or the week before, you were... You poop for an hour, and this is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody poops for an hour, you know? <laughs> I, like, I so badly want to think, think about, like, an explanation to the dream. Like... What something what, that recently you, happened that would explain why? Yeah, like what you don't know how to throw a party. There's a lot of theories. <laughs> like what the dream is about is because of X, Y, and Z in your life. You know, so you can look up what's, demon, demonic, maybe you're talking demonic too much. presence, what's ta- or, or maybe inability I'm, to talk, or maybe trapped. I'm not feeling heard. <laughs> no, I'm just yelling. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like it though. That's nuts. But the seeing the thing in the bathroom and like blinking and opening up and it's still being there, that that got me a little bit. Uh next time he sees that Uncle Mark dude, he like it's just in real life and passes and <laughs> starts screaming. I you probably, know, you know, I probably, probably haven't talked to him in years. You know what probably isn't helping? This little doll that your niece decided to put in the in the studio here. I don't this like adorable, anything about bring it a little closer. Adorable dude. Cute, that's rough. Cute little doll here. Turn the face a little bit so they can see how ooh <laughs> God, that's an ugly doll. It's Where did she get this from? I assume Abby's garage sale. I think it was like buried way deep in in the in the basement or something. But Lily hid it in Ryan's room in his like binocular thing, so it's like eye level. I turned around. I got pretty spooked by that thing staring at me. <laughs> we, we started hiding at places, but even better, you put a motor in the head, so every once in a while it just goes. <laughs> I was, I was, so I'm sitting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was sitting there at my desk just working, and I like sit back. I have a swivel chair. And I turn around. I'm like relaxed in my seat. It's oh, like <laughs> right there. In my I hear face. A bam, bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I knew someone who like knew about dreams. Well, not, to, that, not that I really believe any. According of that stuff. to the internet. Uh, demons tend to appear in your dreams with the intention not only to scare you but to get your attention. Unfortunately, these vivid nightmares are known to jolt you out of sleep, worrying if you are actually possessed by a powerful entity. But guess what? You most likely are. Who said that? Google. Okay. You gotta turn your life around. So I wonder if that's like... Tell Google JC's on my side. Subconsciously, you know that there's something that you have to do that you're forgetting about. Maybe. And that's the the urgency is your brain saying, hey, there's an urgent thing. But could be the 600 milligrams of caffeine throughout the day. Could also that be could that. Be. <laughs> yeah. That could be the demon. Could be. Dreams of defeat. Oh, no, you didn't defeat. If it. that's the demon, I'm going to be pissed. Do you? <laughs> I, I don't, need that. I don't know you to snore. Do you ever snore? I do not snore. The demon might be you. The only way. Because oh. I could. I could. Oh. Because really? I could see that if you're if you're having trouble like breathing at all, then the uh, not being able to like talk and you know. Alternatively, no. the demon in your dream could be your own issues that you have no control over. Oh, mm. uh, that'd probably be it. That'd be you three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really excited for this podcast. You can't leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, um, don't do that. <laughs> on the subject of seeing things in the dark. <laughs> my my my! Look at this. We're gonna do, we're gonna do every new podcast segment. Dreams. Um, my my brother Rich texted Kyle and I a picture of. I was up when he sent it because of this. Oh really? Yeah, but I didn't want to reply because I didn't want to open up a can of worms of responding at two a.m. Because I was trying to fall back asleep, but I was oh, awake because I'm of what happened when meme. he sent that. Oh, he'll no, respond what, it, at two a.m. I can. <laughs> yeah, the a. It, it, it was not a meme. Okay. It was it was actually really interesting. This guy um, took a picture of, he had uh, salmon fillets. He lives in Alaska. Let me see if I can read the post here. Cleaned a steelhead over the weekend and put it in the fridge for a couple of days prior to vacuum packing. Didn't know if we were going to eat the whole fish. Yesterday, I decided to get the fish ready for freezing, and I took the fillet out of the gallon bag, patted it dry with paper towels, threw away the bag, and froze the fish. Fast forward to 2 a.m. I am throwing away a diaper, so he must have kids. Or change. depends. He could or be a, that, yeah. that too. That too. Yeah. Incontinence going to affects everyone at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you I ever had a red line? I, I, <laughs> I was throwing away a diaper Sorry. and noticed something glowing in the garbage. Flipped the lights on and noticed it was coming from the paper towels I used to dry the filet. Only was able to find one article online discussing luminescent bacteria on salmon in Alaska. But I, I have never seen it before. Has anyone ever seen this? And the pictures are a napkin and it's sitting there glowing blue. What? And so, like he said, it is hard to find information on this. So you try, you tried. I did try. And it's either you get like information as though you're a biologist, you're learning and they're using all these terms and you're like, this is gibberish. I don't understand any of this. There was one article I found by Oregon State University or something like that where they discussed uh, just all these different uh, interactions people have had with their seafood glowing. And originally, when people started seeing their food glowing, I think it was like the early 1900s, or no, that, no, it started in the 1980s. People were reporting their food glowing, their seafood glowing, and uh, they thought they were being like poisoned with like radiation and X-rays. Yeah, they, they, everyone Gamma. had these crazy hypotheses on what it was, when in reality, it's just a bacteria and. As far as I read, there haven't been any deaths from consuming the the glowing seafood meat, hmm. and people some people have gotten sick because there's seven different types of the luminescent bacteria, and some of them can make you sick. But a lot of the scenarios were like, oh, it was a couple laying in bed um, watching TV, and they had the lights off, and they were yeah, eat, baby, eat, eat, and they were they were eating their sushi. <laughs> I don't know. I watched Doctor Doolittle again the other night. I was trying to sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot done in that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I don't watch stuff, so I'm up at 2 a.m. watching Dr. Doolittle. And, uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's A lot of the scenarios are just look down at their hand and their hand's glowing or, or the food's glowing. And n some of them were like, they were completely fine. And they sent the food into the FDA afterwards and they tested it and it was they figured out exactly what bacteria bacteria it was and then other people say they <laughs> they ate it and then had diarrhea for like 12 to 18 hours Jeez. um another lady didn't want to send the food in and her her and her husband were eating like a seafood salad which sounds terrible um and noticed it glowing sounds like something you freaks would order not not seafood set if you're eating seafood you eat what it is you do not mix like that. I feel like salmon on salad. I've though. been, I watched him eat mystery soup no, no, with no. full squid in it. That's fine. But if you're mixing uh, imitation lobster yeah. and crab and you're yeah. putting some shrimp in there and whatever, I see that's, an, I see that's a no go. I see. Just eat that's the clams. That's an Italian thing. Fruit, fruta del mar. Also buco. But it's like a soup and you get like clams. Yeah, but it's not like a cold salad. Soup is different. Nah, I guess it's yeah, all okay. it cold it's, salad. It's I all guess cooked. Yeah. Ready to, yeah, that's. I watched huh. Jeff eat a mystery meat soup of, remember when we were, that, oh, God, and there was like whole octopus in it and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing I'm talking about. That sounds yummy. It's a soup, and it comes with like shrimp and octopus, maybe squid, uh, clams or oysters, whatever one, Scallop. mussels maybe. Scallop. Yeah. Yeah, it's delicious. Scallop. Those are always good. If it's cold. <laughs> oh, squid. Yeah, I'm with you on the salad. It, it, salad? No, 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 no. Don't do that. Then, uh, but so anyhow, this the husband ate it, so rather than the wife sending in the food to get tested, she decided it would be better to feed it to her cat, and if her cat lived, then her husband must also be fine. <laughs> oh, it's like those- I uh, hate the cat. Like the cave parrots. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, canary in the cave? Yeah. In the cave? Um, yeah, like in the cave old, parrots. Old, old, olden days. Cave I don't parrots. know. I went with parrots. Canary is the thing. They would put the birds in the cage down in the caves with them, and then if the- uh, Canary if, in the coal mine. That's yeah, what it if is. Yeah, if the bird died, it meant that the fumes were there, yeah. and that you had to get out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, interesting about the bioluminescent stuff. It says that a lot of these bacteria, expert. which is usually in sea stuff is where it's most often mm -hmm. found, um, they often live in like a symbiotic relationship with whatever they attach to. And the animal that they attach to often use that bioluminescence as either a camouflage or uh, uh, something to help with mating or for... Uh, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, like all sorts of different like surprise uses that they've kind of developed because they have this bioluminescent stuff on them. So they 
grow to like interact with each like keep each other living in that sense yeah, I, I mean it doesn't say anything about salmon but like yeah. they're saying that these bacteria end up creating this like unique that's cool. they work together to yeah on that on that one of the things i was reading it which it showed all the different bacteria that glow and i think all but two are like marine related like mm-hmm. they happen in the water two of them can happen not in the water um, which would be really cool because it's very Avatar. Yeah, if if more say, of our stuff was luminescent like luminescent squirrel, yeah, yeah. Um, those but, little floating, little yeah, yeah, things. Um, and they they were showed like what temperatures and depths they could survive at, and why certain like tropical fish tend to have this certain bacteria in their gut, and it's much more common than I think anyone understands. Based Ooh. on what I was reading, is it's pretty. It, across all fish. Okay. What I get from this is the fact that when we went to Alaska and caught salmon, and hearing this now too, cook cook salmon from Alaska well. <laughs> I, it's like <laughs> people are people Rita. are eating sushi. What the hell? Yeah. I mean, between between that and all the worms we saw, we did oh, see we a did lot of worms. worms. We right. saw like like people were like the guy was like, "Don't tell my wife." Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're like butchering them on a table. And like the tables covered in worms after. Up yours, man. And people are eating. But see, I wonder if that place wasn't very sanitary too. I wonder if that's like ducks though. Every time we go duck hunting, you go to clean a duck, and it's got those little. That's on the fur though. I can accept that. Feathers on it. I can accept that. I'm talking about worms in the the meat. Yeah, they got like the the, oh the down underneath. Yeah, because it's like right up along the. I get it. They don't. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but it's like it feels like fur. You said it feels like fur. Yeah. (laughs) The little downy feathers kind of feel yeah. like fur, I guess. Yeah. If you had to, like, justify <laughs> it. <laughs> um, the, uh, but, yeah, they got those little bugs that crawl around on them, but that's not on the meat, so I don't yeah. really have an Aren't issue those, with like, that. like, more like mite things? Yeah. Mites would be a good description of them. Yeah. But, you know, you can't describe stuff, so. <laughs> I wonder, if that, Uncle Mark when you I wonder if that bioluminescent <laughs> stuff Inside is me, apparently. similar to those, what are those fish called that they're like deep ocean? Not like that. And they've got the little, uh, the, not the, the one thing in Nemo that they use, and yeah. then like that's uh, bring stuff in, then they eat it. Yeah, it's not the lantern. It's called a uh, green lantern. <laughs> pizza. Pizza. Lantern fish? No, no, no. no. It, it's, uh, it's also a superhero. That oh, uh, the angler fish. Angler. angler. That's what There's it is. a yes. secondary location near where we're going tomorrow. That's tempting. So we're having pizza. I guess if that's what you <laughs> do, I don't. It's fine. <laughs> Anyhow, I don't know what what this is now anymore. But anyhow, I, I, <laughs> well, we were talking about bioluminescence and, and, like, and sea creatures, and you were pizza, talking about pizza, so we stopped. I think you should cook the fish from Alaska well. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Between the worms and the bioluminescence and the bowels and all that stuff, I think you should cook them. <laughs> I, well. I would love to see a, a glowing fish, though. That'd yeah, be, that'd be pretty cool. That'd yeah. be cool. So I'm gonna ask all the grocery stores to turn off their lights for a minute. <laughs> The cods are glowing. <laughs> Imagine they turn off the lights and the whole shelf is just. <laughs> it's a thing. No one, it's a thing no one's talking about. It's all the stuff they've injected them with is probably what that yeah. is. It's That's like when people the, thought when the power goes out and you're at a grocery store and it's like weirdly quiet. Yeah. But then you're by the fish and you see that slight glow and then you realize they're also. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm hearing them. I hear the fish. Jeez. Well, factory meat will be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lab grown, lab grown, lab grown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was obviously sarcasm, but uh, oh, uh, lab grown meat is disgusting. Yeah, I oh, can't dude, believe that. Sounds meat. like just like the best way to get cancer. Yeah. In a hurry. In a hurry. If I've learned anything from comic books, is that glowing stuff either gives you cancer or cool powers. <laughs> right. So I'm gonna bet on cool powers. <laughs> don't you roll have, the dice? Don't you have some story or something stupid? We could have gone with, <laughs> speaking of brightly colored fish, or or anything <laughs> like that. I love it. Just get stupid. on with the stupid. Uh, so I don't know if you guys remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was for the fur. I didn't like that. There's, there's golden. <laughs> there's golden. There's golden trout in California. Why don't you make out with your dollar? You got a story, AJ? <laughs> Why has it got a hole there? What are you going to do with it? Uh, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> that look. thing's already creepy enough. Don't make it, it any creepier. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to add a voice box to it. He's doing the I just fed my friend's paint laugh. Yep. <laughs> like, it's so dumb. It's just, it's, uh, what, you want to see AJ? 
just put it in front of the camera so everyone can see it. <laughs> it's got like this one, it's got a hand that's cupped like this, and the other one's like this. Just <laughs> it go. Uh, okay. You I need to do it. a dirty gesture. Uh, grandma. It's especially funny because Kyle did it to his grandma. He goes, "Hey, grandma." <laughs> I had just learned it in school. I was a kid. Just learned what? <laughs> it's good. You had, learned that that's what that means and then immediately went to your grandma? <laughs> what? Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> yes, that's what happened. I learned it in school. I went home. My grandma's baby sent me that night. And as a 10, 11-year-old, I was like, I know what sex is, Grandma. She goes, okay. <laughs> like, goes, and I was like, I've decided to discuss <laughs> it with you. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. <laughs> I remember, I'm like, I got to tell somebody. She's here. And I feel like my parents will be weird about it. So Grandma's getting it. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, but yeah, I, I, I remember shutting off the TV to tell her. Yeah. And then, oh, whoa. <laughs> and then when she wasn't sold that I knew. Like she did, was she was grandma. Trying. You don't understand. <laughs> this is how it works. I did it. So then I. <laughs> oh, so you're man. super serious about it. Because I, was. <laughs> I wasn't sure if she knew. <laughs> so that's because grandma's not gonna do that. Yeah. So. Speaking of got, brightly colored fish. That conversation. <laughs> that conversation with my dad when he got home. He goes, uh, "Your guy member. He sat me down." And I remember my mom saying, Philip, you need to talk to your son. I was like, I didn't do nothing. So I don't know what talk this is about. Talk to me. talk to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he takes me in the room. He goes, uh, did, you, did you talk to your grandma about anything strange tonight? I was strange. like, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He goes, do you use. We talked about. Um, he goes, did you use hand gestures there was a, there <laughs> to was talk a, to your grandmother? I go, yes, I did. There's a cool episode of Power Rangers. We talked about <laughs> what we were going to have for dinner. We talked about going to Pound Town. We talked about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I am so sorry for the G-rated audience in this uh, this episode. But, um, yeah, I was a kid. I don't know. I learned about it in school. I'm sure it was Curtis No one K. said it was bad. Yeah. No one said it. Well, no one. It was like everyone wanted to talk about it. Yeah, we yeah. had health class right around that time where they, like, the fourth, fifth grade, they sure. teach you. Then everyone's talking about it. I got to tell somebody. I Grandma's that, the one. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, it, I do remember now. Being like when she was brushing me off, I'm like, I'll show you. Look, <laughs> and I, I was like, I was like, I know. I think she challenged me. Like, I don't think you do, honey. I go, no, no, oh, oh yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and my dad was like, what? I remember when it, when he asked me, he's like, did you use hand gestures? I'm like, yeah. She didn't believe me, and he's like, just don't. <laughs> and then I think that was the conversation. Like that was it. don't. That was Short. the. Bird. I think that was I, the birds and bees I like conversation. That for me. you brought that up, and he's like, ah, "Ryan, why would you bring that up?" So, anyways, all the details <laughs> well, of that story. <laughs> well, once he did the hand gesture, I felt the need to defend myself. Go on with your stupid story. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you. AJ. I'm sure you guys don't remember, but last year in the podcast, I talked about going to West Virginia and doing what they call the Gold Rush. Good go. Where they bring... Oh, yeah. We could all done it together. <laughs> we got so it could have been a fun activity. Maybe an episode, even. Um, they release these um, Sounds like golden, golden-colored golden uh, rainbow trout. Yep. I do remember this. They uh, they received a gift of rainbow trout, whatever the little babies are called. Minnows? No. I remember this Fry? Fry. 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 From, from another state. And they brought them into West Virginia... And of the like, fifty thousand of them, or whatever, three hundred of them survived the trip. And then of those three hundred, one of them was a weird golden color. It was like a random fluke, like a weird, like an albino kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And they took that, isolated it, and then like reproduced with all these other kind of fish to like make sure they you know had a bunch. And then ever since then, they've been releasing them every year into the. Are they sterile? Rivers. Um, the ones they're releasing? Because if they're not, know. that annoys me a little bit. A lot of times know. a lot of times they'll sterilize those fish. Yeah. It's it's the same as the fish that are already in the river. They're just introducing more of them. Because they're still rainbow trout. It's not a subspecies or anything. It's just a different coloration, like a, like a melanistic different pheasant. Model. No, I, I get it. But yeah, so chill racist. Just, 
so they they release all these and then they do a thing every year where you can like win prizes <laughs> if you catch the biggest one or the most or whatever and they release them all over the state so i thought well we'll do that this year make either a podcast or a hunt cast or an episode mm-hmm. well then all this stuff happened with uh history channel and we ended up making our episodes and that's it and we missed it again when was it it was uh in april mm. so we were, every, we were everywhere then so. yeah 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 um so I started looking. I said, well, where's somewhere else that you, you know, maybe they exist somewhere else. They do. They exist in California. They're in three different rivers. The Golden State. Yeah. They're Warriors. in They're in three different rivers. Um, they were uh, discovered in 1895. And then by 1905, they were already endangered <laughs> <laughs> because people thought they were cool. Um, well, so I, nothing albino or colored odd normally does well in nature. Yeah, uh, yeah. these ones aren't as they like, stick out like a sore thumb. They're not like right. the straight golden color like the ones in West Virginia are. They still have the kind of pattern that trout they do, where like, they're darker on top and then lighter on the bottom. They got the red stripe through the middle, but these ones are just really golden on the bottom. Um, but there's three different kinds. They're considered critically imperiled. Which sounds horrible. It's like they're they're endangered, but they're not. Um, but it's only because they're only in three, three different river okay. systems, uh, and then with people introducing different sport fish into those rivers, that has also hurt them. The they introduce brown trout, and brown trout eat them. I assume when they're younger, uh, and then they introduce rainbow trout, and rainbow trout are uh, mating with them and diluting the yeah. genes. Yeah. So, uh, but they are still there. And they're still to the point where you can fish them, uh, and that might be the best thing to do for them is to fish them. So that way, they then that money goes towards helping the habitat. And so, do people keep them? They said they taste good, so I would assume they keep them. There was nothing from what I've seen. They just which... take a riverside bite and let it go. <laughs> yeah, that way that way you're not killing them. Yeah, you just, just try and just catch, yeah. catch and try and release. <laughs> catch, try, release. <laughs> um, they're really cool though. They have a. Um, on their fins, kind of like brook trout, where they got that white. Oh, they got that with gold and, and then a little stripe of black. They're really neat looking. I'll put a picture right here. <laughs> Never do that. <laughs> now he gets to. Yeah, right. He specifically here. In other news today, the, the golden. I'm proud of you. Keep going. <laughs> Jeffrey now edits the podcast, so we're letting him. Matter of fact, this is the date this on the will, calendar this when will he all, did. <laughs> this is all getting cut out. It's just going to be a picture. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought it was really neat that there's a, another place where these fish exist, and you can you can fish for them. And I'm gonna go. Screw what, you guys. What, what's the circuit called? Gold Rush. Um, in West Virginia, the thing they do is the Gold Rush, okay. where they <clears throat> release all these fish. They give away commemorative like coins. You can win yeah. prizes. Whereas in California, it's just there, there. You can fish for them. Fair enough. It seems like you can fish for them from April through November, whether or not you know, like trout here, whether or not you'll actually get them. Is dependent on weather or temperature or all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, that is yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. So Have fun. Screw you guys. When we come back after the commercial break, we are going to be meeting with our buddy Charles, who makes gun holsters and some other cool products because it's a really cool entrepreneurial entrepreneur story. Tune nice. in. Nice. If you want to be here, it all starts here. At Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, we have the widest selection of the quality brands you love to get you outdoors. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, our friendly, knowledgeable outfitters will help you find the right products for your next trip. Shop with confidence with our low price guarantee. Plus, club members save even more on great gear with exclusive member pricing. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, voted America's best outdoor retailer.
for every season. There's a ram. Legends aren't born. They're created. Introducing Impulse from Savage. The all-new American-made straight-pulled bolt-action rifle. Unmatched innovation. Fast reloads. Maximized efficiency. Repeatable accuracy. Welcome to American Straight Pole. Only from Savage. Hello and welcome back to the Grimmy Outdoors podcast. We're now joined with Charles. So Charles, how do you pronounce the name? Is it Kleckler? Klecker. Klecker. Yeah. So that I, I was turned on to him because we, uh, we've got a friend down the street that owns a, a gun shop. It's called Massasaga, and it's in Fenton, Michigan, and that's where Savage sends all of our guns when it's time for yeah. us to go pick them up. So we were in there quite often, and he was talking to me about some of the products he made, and I, I'm one who loves the entrepreneurial spirit. So anytime I see an entrepreneur or someone working on something for themselves, I always get pretty jazzed up about it, and then the products were pretty cool. So I want you to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, who you are, and a little bit just kind of an overview of your company, and then we'll dive into the products and how they're made because I think people will find it fascinating. All right. Well, my name's Charles. <coughs> I started Clecker Tactical back in 2018. I uh, just got off of my, my deployment with the Marine Corps, and I was doing firearms training with uh, foreign security forces. Get a little closer to the mic. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you can move it. You can move no, it. Yeah. 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 First go. time, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it shows. It shows. So um, I was doing foreign security forces training with firearms, and I was the lead firearms instructor. So I started a firearms training company doing CPL courses and everything. And uh, I went to SDI, which is Sunran Desert Institute for Gunsmithing. It was all online. So I got my associate's degree in firearms technology. Okay. And in that, there was nice. a course on Kydex, on doing holsters. They went over history of uh, leather holsters and all different types, but they send you a kit to make your own holsters. Really? Uh, For college? Yeah. Yep. Maybe so, I will go after all. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm nice. planning on going back and using the rest of my GI Bill, so <laughs> nice. I'm being forced to. Okay. <laughs> the wife told me so. Oh, I see. Um, I see. But part of the class was that, so I made one for myself, and I thought, you know, I can probably make some for friends and family, and then they were like, hey, these are pretty cool. Can you make more? Can you make more? Mm -hmm. And then it just was like, why don't I just start doing this on the business side and add it to the firearms training. It holsters firearms training. They went together hand in hand. Sure. So, and part of good training is to have good quality gear. So holsters being one of those things where if you own a firearm and you want to be a responsible gun owner, you got to have a... A, this is a tool. This is a, a piece of equipment to keep your firearm safe and to use it effectively. So it just kind of blew up from there. In some ways, we were talking about it earlier. We were, yeah. ta we were talking about them and the argument between having a your carry gun have a safety or not have a safety. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm of the idea of wanting to have the safety because there's at times where I'll want to have the safety on. Um, and you could always leave it off if it was in your holster. And Ryan made the comment that like a good holster kind of in a way acts as your safety, yeah. um, which is important. But also, I, you know, it's just one of those things like you find you say you don't have a safety and it just sounds crazy. Yeah. But at the same time, they're, you know, well, they also say this other thing about guns like my everyday carry con concealed weapon is a SIG P365. Um, you and I half the country. Yeah, yeah, that's a really, really, and they kept saying when I was first looking into that one, they kept saying, "Well, it's it doesn't have a safety, but the trigger is the safety." I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. I don't get it. But I forget exactly how this this gun engineer worded it, but he was basically saying like, "There's a series of locks that has the trigger system has to go through to be able to actually fire the gun," mm -hmm. and so. You, do you know what yeah, I'm talking about? You have to intentionally pull the trigger. It's it's more so uh, if, if that trigger were to be pressed and pulled at the wrong angle with the wrong amount of pressure, essentially it's not going to go off. So Glock was the first one that had the, the safety um, with the tr their triggers. It's a hinged style, or M&P has a hinged style. Uh, sorry, Glock has like a blade in the middle. And that blade has to dis It Actually, if you don't hit that blade, it'll hit on the back of the trigger guard and it won't prevent that trigger from being fully pressed. M&P's has it where it's a hinge style with a catch on it, and it has to, SIGs is a little bit more internal, but if you're off a little bit on it, it's kind of like it'll jam up. Right. So if you're not doing a nice uh, a straight pull back, and it's more of a it uh, has to be an intentional pull. Right. So and and it was like, <coughs> say I I I carry appendix, which yep. my wife hates. 
and this this right here is for you this is out of a 365 so oh nice today you can try this on see how comfortable that is oh sweet okay so you can see how this is that we'll get into that uh, on the Which, models actually oh, i wish i had mine with me now I, it's that's the xl so it's just a little bit bigger all it is with the xl is a longer grip and a longer yeah uh slide that's so why they're looking at one of his holsters right now yeah i'll hold it up i have something super similar to this it's the axis tier one yep, tier one yep. yeah yeah so it was it's just like the first one that pops up when you're like start looking yeah. for these things and, on they're, the and they're a bigger company too they've been yeah. around longer and i've had one person uh he ordered an m&p holster for me and he's like yeah tier one said they're they're just getting support for it and they may maybe like 30 days out to get you your holster and i'm like i can get you one tomorrow nice <laughs> nice yeah. he's like are you serious i'm like yeah yeah um and, and he's like you okay. make them all here in michigan too yep i make them in my garage I, I built a shop that's divided in my garage and i got my own separate shop with Fantastic. all my equipment in there that's so cool so i got that and he said that he was impressed with how quickly i got it to him and he liked the quality and the comfort he's like almost better than the tier one and he's like and you were about 50 dollars cheaper uh those sell for about 90 dollars. okay it's pretty nice yeah <laughs> so well, it's and the the competitor would run like 150, 140, somewhere around like 130 to 140, one, even the 150 range for yeah. that, because that's a flex, so that's got a shock cord in it, so that'll more move with your body. It goes right. around your belly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's especially when you're sitting, like if you have it and you're sitting, mm -hmm. or like you're in the truck for a while, it makes it like you can almost forget you have it on. It's pretty yeah. comfortable. Yeah. I, I've I've never I started carrying in that three four o'clock position on my hip, and I was carrying like a comp. I was a uh, 320 compact which is not really a compact in my opinion it's a pretty it's a pretty big gun yeah and my grip would always stick out no matter what i did i had to be conscious of that grip so i was like well forget that what which way am i going to do so i learned about appendix carry and i was like this is so much faster to get to my gun yeah it's so much more comfortable versatile it's just it was so much better so i've also heard that it's a b better security wise like it's it's easy to protect it it is if it let's say if, if you had it in your hip or you carry i don't mm -hmm. know who does that but carries on the smaller back i know if you're that's they're, they're weird it, they're weird <laughs> <laughs> well it's like if you know it's there you can come up right behind the person yeah. I, I don't know it I seems my, like a yeah. security issue i've seen people do it that's there's like nice. a type of person that does it yeah yeah <laughs> it's like an old cowboy kind yeah, of yeah the, the old the old timers at wendy's and, and they, it's always a 38 special <laughs> and they're open nose. carry small the back too yeah upside yeah. down in this weird uh, <laughs> it's like might, the guy, guy opens, safety on that one because you could just <laughs> it's a, a, the, like the guy open carrying in walmart or something yeah no these uh like you said about the safety is if you notice on the trigger guard area that, that trigger guard's covered with that plastic so nothing's getting inside of it at all and especially even when you have a light a lot of people have problems with lights but like this is a light bearing one so it has a flashlight on it AJ, um, AJ it still just, covers it aj and i both just got the nine millimeter stance which is the carry gun from savage yep um should i go get it huh should i go get it i don't i don't think he has one made specifically for that here but yeah no, you, can. you just want yeah, to see it yeah heck um I, it's in my office in, in the case as <laughs> he's like where are you going dad <laughs> <laughs> he's like sitting in the corner he's, over there. He's been sleeping, and as soon as we come in here, he yeah. wants to. So I I like how easy it is to get it out. Yeah, and, and it's, it's real smooth. And all the holsters have oh. adjustable retention too. So every single one of my holsters, you can adjust the retention. So like if it was too tight and you had trouble getting it out, you could do something to change that. Those two screws that your fingers on right there. Yeah. You would loosen and tighten those. Uh, the top one will give you more of a uh, that active retention. Okay. You don't really hear it too much with the mold. Some molds are different, um, but. Uh, you'll just adjust those how you like it and usually so the appendix rigs that have a claw which is that concealment claw that you're seeing um, yeah. that's pressing up against your belt so that that claw pushes against your belt and it drives the grip closer and tighter to your body yeah um, so that's what that does it helps keep it more concealable which reduces what's called printing printing yeah. is when you you can see the outline of your firearm on the uh, you know through your clothing yeah okay so that claw is there for for usually the larger frames uh, even some of the larger compacts and full-size guns so i can carry a full-size 1911 for example appendix with a claw and you would know you wouldn't even know i had it that's cool right so and it makes it i think it makes it more comfortable so this is the nine millimeter stance from Savage. Uh, this is the one with the laser. Um, so th that's the laser button right there. And then there's the fire. You've got your safety right there. I went with the safety, it comes in nine millimeter. The handle on it is like extremely grippy and I'm really impressed with that. Uh, comes with two clips, but I'm really, really, really happy with this gun as a carry gun. So I'm gonna have to get one of yours for this. 
for yep, sure. And I, there's a company that makes molds for that, so I would be, would be able to support that. Awesome. Um, I, I Again, I can use the actual firearms, and for a lot of custom stuff, I, I try to do that. Um, I'm working on getting my FFL, so that way it makes that uh, that <coughs> process a lot easier and simpler yeah, nice. to do. Um, oh, because people can send you the guns, then get the holster, and yep. pick them all up in one swing. Mm -hmm. Nice. That, because then I can legally take possession of that firearm for over 24 hours. Okay. If it's a same-day thing and you're local, then we can, I can get it done. Um, to be to be within the laws of the FFL and the federal and the ATF and all that. But you already make them for a lot of the common guns yeah. already. Yep. <clears throat> so your big carry ones, so your Glock 19s, uh, most uh, Smith and Wesson models, like the sh the shields, the 365s, Hellcats, all the big micro compacts that are really popular right now. I support all of those, um, and I'm always growing. I'm always buying more molds, and um, it, it's an ongoing process. I, I have I tried making a count and I lost count, but I I can support. I think. 60 some models at the moment oh I, nice i think i can't wow. remember the exact number but there's like 275 plus different variations if you go with all the lights and all the different variations with all the guns there's a whole bunch of variations what what are some common mistakes you see like if you're helping someone make something custom what, what what's like a common thing you see where you're like eh, i don't know if i would do that is that a thing or do people generally just go do the I, right stuff. I've had a couple people ask me for something that I'm like, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and I can't remember off the top of my head. You'd think that something like that would stick. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really get too many weird requests like that. Okay. Like I've had people ask me for, for holsters for like uh, a challenge coin on their belt. Like I had a police officer ask me for a challenge coin carrier. And I was like, I don't even know how you're going to do that. But I, I figured it out and we ended up doing it for him. Okay. Um, there was somebody who wanted... I think that he wanted to have a cross draw. That's what it was. He wanted to have a cross draw holster for a revolver. So okay. another one of those cowboy guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. I'm not, not, you know, putting you down. It's just not for me. Right. I, I don't think it's safe. Right. But the cross draw was if you're right handed, you'd carry outside the waistband on your left hand side. So you'd have to reach across your body and then draw. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, could do it but i'm not gonna recommend it and uh, right. i don't really feel like that's gonna be safe <laughs> what would you say separates your product from from the competitors out there uh, the fact that mine's all done by hand okay so the biggest thing is i, I touch every one of these it's only me i'm a one-man show um currently right now i do what's called foam pressing so okay. uh it's a little bit more there's inconsistencies in it because each one is just slightly different so i can make them look if you guys would probably not notice the difference. Me as the artist, I, I see yeah, oh, all yeah. the, the flaws, right? But if I put and made six holsters in a row, I, you guys wouldn't be able to tell much of a difference. But I would see every like all that when I sanded a little bit too much, or that when I cut a little bit differently, and they all have that little bit of uh, differences. So personal the, flair. The differences, yeah, I, it's personalized. How, um, how can you personalize them? As far as like this is a black one. What if I wanted something green outdoors or? I wanted different colors or topple maps or something like that. Like, what do you offer as far as that goes? So I have pretty much every solid color and carbon fiber colors. I don't think I have. I like carbon fiber a whole bunch. I, I like the. I like the. I have a lighter. This is a lighter map. carrier that's in carbon fiber. Oh, okay. that's cool. So I can do carbon fibers and just put any color. Um, sometimes I can get carbon fiber with actual graphics on it, like prints. Like I could do this topo. I could do this topo here with like a carbon fiber topo and whatever color combination. Can I see um, it? Yeah. So these things are sweet. Um, I can have custom prints done. So H3 Customs out of California is one of the biggest places. I, it's the only place I go to get custom colors and, and specialty prints. That's where I go. Okay. Um, and there's other companies that they can offer their specialty prints, but they nine times out of ten are getting it from them anyway. Okay. So if someone wanted, to, if you guys wanted to send me your logo, I can have it printed on like dump trace like that or oh, on a, on a cool. holster. That's or sick. whatever you want it to be made, I can just get your logo. If you guys want your faces, like a group photo, <laughs> I, can, I can make that happen. Uh, so, um, and some of these yeah. with the, the logo on it. Picture of Ryan's mom or something cool. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you can do custom like colors this. and prints. Uh, they're all on my website, and then I have links to where I get all of my colors and prints from. So there's like an, almost an endless amount. And if whatever you can think of, as long as it's not a licensed image that I can't just use. Yeah. Um, you can I can send a high quality image over and have it printed on there. So your range of products, obviously, we talked about the holsters, mm -hmm. and then you also have these trays. And the, I like these because this is something when you get home, you throw your wallet and keys on it and like keep it on the mantle or something like that. And getting this made with our logo would be sick. Mm -hmm. 
But um, so talk to us about the trays. Talk to us about your overall products, like the list of them, so people know, like, what can I get from them? They obviously know about your customer service, your turnaround time's quick, you're local, you make everything here in Michigan, everything's handmade, and your pricing is way less than, than everyone else. So yeah. and I, I'm able you to ship do anywhere? Yeah. yeah, anywhere in the lower uh, – I, I had to look into my shipping for, like, Alaska and Hawaii. Um, Ironically, we have people – in Alaska yeah. and Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think I think it might cost just a little bit more because of the, the air Shipping. it's airfare yeah. versus just ground. But I just use UPS or US, yeah, the postal service priority mail. Uh, I use a, t- a ten dollar flat rate shipping. Cool. Um, that just covers any shipping fees and rates that because they do kind of fluctuate a little bit. Yeah. That just covers all the bases. And I ship anywhere in the lower forty eight. We um, run into that with Greenway Gear too. It's a pain in the butt. Yeah. So um, as far as products go, the uh, and my pricing is able to stay low because I don't have as much overhead. I'm a one-man show, so I don't have rent because my rent is my mortgage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, which is a tax write-off. So that's kind of cool yeah. with the business. Uh, but I'm I try to make everything that I can myself. I've made a lot of molds and and jigs and attachments myself, just with whatever tools and, and material I have. You remind but, me of my dad, but with plastic. He, he was <laughs> he was everything metal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I have the dump trays. Those are fairly new because that's what I'm getting into is called vac forming, and I have a table that uses a vacuum pump, and it it sucks the air out from under the mold, and that's what creates the form. Whereas these ones are all done with, I throw it in an oven, uh, heat it up to a certain temperature, and it makes it all pliable, like like real flappy. And then you shape it. Shape. I, I fold it around it, put it in a foam press with a lot of pressure, and then it comes out, and then I draw my lines and I cut and finish it from there yeah, but these cool. are, it, it expedites or expedites the process and makes everything so much more uh, consistent and clean looking and it's more for like a higher production level for me so i'm just starting to get into that which opens up opportunities for way more things awesome um, so i've got dump trays i've got the the lighter carrier here so that it holds a big lighter you can i like these because you you tether it to your pack and then i don't know how many big lighters i've lost camping Okay, yeah, that's true. I always lose it. I go, oh, I thought I put it in my pocket, and I missed my pocket, or I had a hole in my pocket. Yeah. You, th- you keep it in this, and you tether that either to your pocket or your bag somewhere, and you know where your lighter's at. Nice. Um, I've, I've done them for the full-size bics. I've done them for mini bics. Uh, there's a local smoke shop uh, that I do vape carriers for. So it just <laughs> hangs, around, hangs around the neck for, like, the breezes and some of their vapes. Um, so I do those. Uh, I've done some, like I said, the Challenge Coin carriers for for a police officer and uh there's a couple other projects that I've, I've tried doing but they're more like just kind of like trying them out i haven't really fully got them out yet um i, I don't want to the greenway outdoors is brought to you by ram trucks built to serve bass pro shops and cabela's your adventure starts here savage arms nosler ammunition boss shot shells wilderness athlete fuel for the rugged tracker boats fish the finest eagle fishing designed for the savvy angler rufus teague barbecues snacks and spices Rectech grills it's more than a grill it's a way of life Sea-Doo, make your own waves lem products motivating people to hunt process and prepare their own food quiet cat the leader in electronic bikes for hunting fishing camping and exploring consistency That's what you aim for with every practice shot. So when you're out in the field, you get that same consistency every shot. With Carlson's choke tubes, consistency is what you'll get. Our choke tubes are long-lasting, high-quality, and made right here in the USA. Carlson's choke tubes, pattern-tested, hunter-approved. Find out more at choketube.com. Are you anxious to get going? Knowing that the clock is ticking and time truly is the most precious commodity in the world? Then you, my friend, are in good company. crap on the cop or anything but what like so, why so do, do you know what you know what a challenge coin is i do okay so the the usually it's the younger guys that want to flaunt like they want to show it he wanted to on his belt but not able to see the coin so he wanted it to know that it was like a coin but he, i had to cover the face of the coin so you couldn't tell the type of coin because they're like ranked coins Mm-hmm. That's how the whole challenge coin uh, <laughs> bit works. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was a it was a cool project. I think I tried like four to diff- five different designs before I got it, and he was happy with it. And I'm like, and I, I 
after talking to him, like, I think he was a younger cop, and that's usually, like, the younger guys that are, that, that didn't want to do that. The older guys are yeah. like, you just throw that thing in your pocket. Right, right. <laughs> so, well, I, if people want to order something from you, where do they find you? So I have my website, so clockertactical.com. They can go directly there. And it's K-L-E-C-K-E-R. Yep, tactical, tactical. and then dot .com. Uh, so you can purchase everything right there on the website. And then there's also the Mass Hog Outfitters there in, in Fenton, Michigan, off of Torrey Road that I have. It's stocked inventory there, so I have. There's a. There's a good amount there. Yeah, I've been I've been growing it. I, I just added Hellcat Pros, so every once in a while, Chris, the owner, will just kind of give me like, "Hey, I, I've been selling a lot of these. You know, we should put some of these holsters on the wall." Yeah. Um, and then I also do uh, special orders through there, so they can you can go right into the store, do a special order, pay there, I get the order, and uh, within three to seven days, depending on what you ordered. And like if you ordered a specialty print and color, sometimes it's going to take longer because I have to go get it. I'm not going to stock a lot of specialty prints. Yeah. Um, and if it's a new gun, then I got to wait for that mold to come in. Uh, but three to seven days at the worst case. Typ- typically, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it can be a little bit further, but we usually talk. To, I talk to the uh, the consumer directly, like, hey, hey this one's going to be about this long or whatnot, and then you can special order and pick it up right there for for free. No, pe- no additional shipping cost. Gun people like that too, to be able to talk to somebody about it and what they're getting. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you probably mm-hmm. get yourself in a lot of conversations. Yeah, where people are like, yeah. Well, and, and the biggest thing is the light stuff. There's lights and lasers. I just had a guy who's going to order two because he's like, I can't find anything that will support with my Streamlight TRL8. I was like, I can't find any company that will do that. So if And there's no local companies that are going to do that. There's a couple local co- uh, holster makers in Detroit um, in, the, in the surrounding areas, but not very many of the gun stores are, are supporting as much custom special orders. Right. It's like, this is what we have on the shelf, and if you want to, you can talk to that company directly. Or they're and trying I, to buy it online or something, and then they don't know what they're getting. Right, and then they're, they're going to pay more. There's, there's a premium for paying. Significantly. Yeah. So I like to try to keep my costs as low as possible. And, yeah, I'm, I, I, it's a business. I'm in it to make money. That's, But yeah. I, I enjoy doing it. It's fun to take. You're in the volume business. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> I like taking something that was flat and just a bunch of hardware and turning it into something like this. Right. Um, so it, it's I can keep my costs low, be competitive, and be fair. And then I, I can also offer that customized. Like, hey, I want something that's different than this guy. I want maybe – this to be a little different. I had a guy uh, holster like this. He wanted it on his hiking pack for his 1911. So I made a holster like that with molly clips that could go to his the waist straps okay. on, on his pack. So yeah. he had like a uh, not a tactical pack. It was just like an alpine pack out for going elk hunting. And he wanted to take his uh, his gun with them. And I was going to make him that uh, chest holster like I made for you. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, I got my vinyl harness and I, I wanted to keep my chest kind of free. I'd rather just on my pack on my on my hip. And so that's why we ended up coming up with, with that. And it took a little bit of, of tuning to get it to fit its pack, but it's stuff like that where you're not going to get anywhere else. No, no. And it's never going to scratch. It will scratch. So it's Kydex, it's plastic. It's going to wear the finish down this eventually. On the gun, though, on the inside? Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it's going to eventually, because it's going to make some contact and it's going to wear. Um, is it going to get to the point where it's going to make your gun rust? And so, No, it's right it's not, not going to get that. Most big manufacturers have good quality coatings so you're not going to wear it down and we're going to start seeing rust i would say still oil it right uh, the nice thing is you can clean these leather you can't really clean that's true you, you you'd be surprised wearing one, like actually wearing one of those holsters like the appendix one how much like dead, Sweat and dead skin gets in there <laughs> yep. oh yeah yeah like if you if you legitimately wear one like every day it it, it gets grimy you're a mess so you, just, you, just, <laughs> yeah, you just rinse it out and wipe it down with a with cloth um, I like to take some oil, like gun oil, and wipe it down a little bit, just kind of help lubricate a little bit. Nice. But you think about leather, you do that to leather, that just be- makes yeah, sand- oh, it yeah. makes sandpaper. Yeah. You're just going to embed, dirt gets embedded inside of it, and then you get it wet, now you got to wait for it to dry. And you gotta, if you get it too wet, you got to reshape it and then put it back into its form. For sure. And right. leather will lose its form. This will never lose its form. Right. Unless you put it in your car on like a 120-degree day, <laughs> and it gets the temp where it starts to relax a little bit. And if it does... Then call me or email me, and we'll get it taken care of. Okay. So that's if, if cool. your holster, if and that's the thing is, I, I warranty these things for life. If there's anything that happens as far as a manufacturer defect, um, a screw's hardware came out, uh, something bent, something broke, something cracked, um, I will replace that the hardware or the holster. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So. Fantastic. Well, thank you for coming in and sharing all this with yeah. us. Yeah, I think Good it'd be stuff. cool to get some black, all black in color with white lines, topographical mats made yeah with our logo yeah, yeah so i could do that and then i have like this logo with like that so this black here but just have topo lines behind it that'd be pretty cool yeah that's something i'll i'll, I'll uh work the logo into it somehow yeah like right there mm-hmm. in the middle of it that'd be sick that'd be pretty cool well thank you for coming in we yeah. appreciate it you're welcome very much
Thank you so much for tuning into the Green Bay Outdoors podcast. You can find a new episode right here every single week on our video podcast platforms. We are on YouTube. We're on Carbon TV. Go to thegreenbayoutdoors.com to check it out. And also some of our how-to video series, our HuntCast series, and some of our full episodes are now on our website for you to view. And as you know, later on this year, we'll be coming to History Channel, and we're so excited to share that content with you too. Thanks so much for tuning in. Stay green. Thank you.